Earlier this week, by a slim vote of five to four, the United States Supreme Court struck down a state law that banned state aid to church schools. Quote, a state need, need not subsidize private education, but once a state decides to do so, it cannot disqualify some private schools solely because they are religious, read the majority opinion. Montana's state legislature in 2015 enacted a program granting a $150 tax credit for taxpayers for donations to scholarship funds for students attending private schools. These are usually disadvantaged students who are unhappy with their private school situation and seek a better place for their children. Religious schools, however, were excluded by a department of the Montana state government because of a Blaine Amendment in the state's constitution. What is a Blaine Amendment? A Blaine Amendment is a law that prohibits aid to religious affiliated schools. To avoid allowing Montana taxpayers to get a tax credit for scholarships to religious schools, the state Supreme Court canceled the entire program. The left wants all of education to be under the control of the government. And that is why they fight so hard against school choice, against school vouchers, and particularly against religious schools of all denominations. This Supreme Court decision this week shows a respect for the long neglected First Amendment rights of all Americans. Please note that four of the justices would deny children choice in their education merely on the basis of those children selecting a religious school. Remember that if Hillary Clinton had appointed the successor to Justice Antonin Scalia, parents and their children in Montana would lose some of their constitutionally protected freedom in choosing the right school for their situations only because the state of Montana discriminates against religious schools. I'm Gail Trotter, host of The Gail Trotter Show. I'm a liberty-loving, tyranny-hating lawyer based in your nation's capital. My goal is to keep you informed and to be your spokesman in Washington, DC. Please subscribe to my show so you don't miss a daily episode. Hit the bell and comment down below about what you think about discrimination against religious schools. I have three points that I wanna share with you today on this very important court case. Court, point one, Justice Clarence Thomas yet again is correct in the separate opinion that he writes about this very important case. Justice Clarence Thomas correctly notes in this case that the Supreme Court's 20th century decisions on our First Amendment went too far and, quote, sometimes bordered on religious hostility. He writes, I write separately to explain how this court's interpretation of the Establishment Clause continues to hamper free exercise rights. Until we correct course on that interpretation, individuals will continue to face needless obstacles in their attempts to vindicate their religious freedom. So you hear a lot about the separation of church and state. That is nowhere written in our Constitution or in the Bill of Rights. And when people go to that, they're talking about 
the Supreme Court cases that have referred to that. And many observers and people who support the Bill of Rights think that the Supreme Court has gone too far and is actually hostile to the religious faith of Americans and have continually tried to denigrate that faith. So Justice Thomas goes on to say, quote, thus the modern view, which presumes that states must remain both completely separate from and virtually silent on matters of religion to comply with the Establishment Clause is fundamentally incorrect. This is such on-point reasoning by Justice Thomas speaking on behalf of all Americans who want the justices and the court to be faithful to our Constitution and to our Bill of Rights. That's what makes us uh, unique as citizens in comparison to countries around the world. And this is something that can easily be lost. And when the Supreme Court goes and becomes hostile to religion, it imperils this very important right that we have as all Americans and that we celebrate on the 4th of July. So I want to talk too about what the reaction from other prominent people in the administration was. So the White House Press Secretary's office said, quote, laws that condition public benefits like need-based academic scholarships on religious status demonstrate state-sanctioned hostility to religion, <clears throat> pressure people and institutions to censor, cover up their religious views, and stigmatize disfavored religions. Attorney General Barr made a statement on this as well. He said, the decision represents an important victory for religious liberty and religious equality in the United States. I wanna share with you that our government should not establish a national religion, as Justice Thomas rightly notes in his separate opinion, but it should also not be hostile to religion. This Supreme Court decision this week moves us away from government hostility of religious belief. My second point that I want to share with you today, many state laws contain so-called Blaine Amendments that find their origins in anti-Catholic bias. So if you look at the history of these amendments that try to discriminate against uh, religious belief, they were particularly animated by a bias against Catholics and Catholicism. U.S. Representative James Blaine advocated for bans of public aid to religious schools in the 19th century. He tried to include a funding ban in the First Amendment of our Bill of Rights, but he failed. So when they weren't able to do it at the national level, they went to the states and tried to get it, these Blaine Amendments inserted in the state constitutions. So Justice Alito talks about the situation in the 19th century, and Horace Mann, who is a very famous educator, in fact, there's an elementary school in Washington, D.C. named after Horace Mann that a lot of uh, people in the swamp attend. It's a public school named after Horace Mann. But he had this quote about saying that he wanted the public schools to teach a sort of lowest common denominator, Protestantism. And Justice Alito calls this out in, in his separate opinion that he writes, and I'm quoting from Justice Alito. Today's public schools are quite different from those envisioned by Horace Mann, 
but many parents of different faiths still believe that their local schools inculcate a worldview that is antithetical to what they teach at home. The feelings of the day of the 19th century are perhaps best encapsulated by this famous cartoon published by Harper's Weekly in 1871, which depicts Catholic priests as crocodiles slithering hungrily toward American children as a public school crumbles. The resulting wave of state laws withholding public aid from sectarian schools cannot be understood outside this context. And I'm finishing the quote from Justice Alito there. He talks about this in relation to the particular history of these amendments being, being used to target Catholic schools and Catholics. But for the left, what is old is new again. And they're not only able to use these types of laws to go after religious schools and, and families that cared whether they're religious or not, whether they care to send their children to these schools, uh, they're also using it to go against all religious schools. So it's not just an anti-Catholic bias anymore, it's a religious bias now. Roman Catholic Archbishop Wenske and Bishop Barber said that the Supreme Court decision, quote, dealt a blow to the odious legacy of anti-Catholicism in America. Blaine amendments, which are in 37 states' constitutions, were the product of nativism and bigotry. They were never meant to ensure government neutrality towards religion, but were expressions of hostility toward the Catholic Church. And I would add on to that, that it's no longer just bias against Catholicism, it's also just bias against religion generally, particularly as our American society moves more towards secular, secularism, particularly in the elite areas of the universities, the media, Hollywood. And so it's a full court press to try and uh, make sure that these religious schools and the ideas in so many different ways are not supported and there there's this bias that uh, continues to grow against people of faith and particularly religious schools. So my third point that I want to share with you today, the left opposes school choice and wants to lock kids in failing public schools, which do a better job of political indoctrination rather than teaching basic schools. Most American parents do not want their kids to be politically indoctrinated. They send their kids to school so that they can learn reading, writing, arithmetic, so that they can get the socialization of being able to interact with other children. They can learn about leadership. They can learn about following. They can have those kind of wonderful experiences that we hope that schools are able to provide to children. Now, I want to read from uh, this other uh, article that says, quote, it's notable that the four liberals stuck together in dissent. In consequential cultural and political cases, the liberals vote as a block, even if, as here, they issue three separate opinions. This is one of the cases that would have gone the other way had Hillary Clinton nominated the justice to replace Antonin Scalia. State legislatures everywhere should act now to erase the long sought loophole opponents of public schools have gained by rescinding short-sighted voucher programs and tax credit schemes 
aimed at redirecting public dollars to private schools with no accountability. Now, this was said by an opponent of school choice. So she is saying in reaction to the Supreme Court case that the state legislature should shut down all the voucher programs, even the ones that benefit non-religious schools. So these people are so dogmatic that they're not trying to advocate on the behalf of children in failing schools or parents who want something better, better equal opportunities for their kids. No, they're saying we dislike religious schools so much that we recommend that all states shut down all voucher programs, school cho choice programs, because we do not want to have this in competition with the public schools. It's just outrageous. The Supreme Court made the right decision in this case. Notice how very close the margin of victory was, five to four. I understand that voters are disappointed with recent rulings by Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Gorsuch. I was disappointed too, but a liberal justice would guarantee that the left would win in every case before the Supreme Court. Eternal vigilance is the price of liberty and we must remain vigilant. I'd like to ask you on the basis of what we have talked about today, I'm gonna to link down below to several articles that go into more detail about this case from the Supreme Court. I'd like you to check and see if your state has a Blaine Amendment banning funding to religious schools. If it does have a Blaine Amendment, ask your state legislators to repeal their Blaine Amendment. Tell them that it's religious discrimination and it harms the children and the families that we want to help most in our society. Also, ask your state legislators to introduce or support school choice measures in your state. <clears throat> Thank you so much for joining me today. Subscribe to this channel hit the bell so you don't miss a daily episode, and comment down below on what topics you would like me to cover next. Thanks for listening to The Gail Trotter Show, right in D.C. Be sure to sign up for her mailing list on her website, gailtrotter.com, and also follow her on Twitter, at Gail Trotter, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe now, it's easy. Thanks for listening. Share the truth. Share The Gail Trotter Show.